back to Feed the Sheep podcast. This is your host, Ross Steele. I have a very special guest uh, with me, joining me today. Before I introduce him, um, as always, we're going to get started with a word of prayer before we dive into our next segment of the seven deadly sins, which is pride this week. So, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to discuss your word um, and just uh, discuss it with those around me. So I pray that in this conversation today, as we dissect uh, pride and ways to combat pride and where it comes up in our lives, that we um, just speak directly to those who are listening today and uh, those who need it. Lord, you've placed them here. And I thank you for that, Father. Continue to anoint these words as they come and uh, may it all be for your glory. Your name, amen. All right. So, uh, as I said, very special guest. The first time ever on the podcast is not Devin, uh, but I do talk about him quite a bit, and it was brought up, but his younger brother, Quentin, otherwise known as Q or Q Baby or Quainy or Quinnin, but only his girlfriend can call him Quinnin. Uh, but anyways, Quentin... Thanks for being here. Um, let's, you know, you can say something if you'd like. It's a pleasure being here, man. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Oh, he also he also works at Chick-fil-A, if you oh, don't yeah. know. Love Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah, my name is Quentin Nork, like Ross said. Uh, Devin's younger brother. Um, a little bit about myself, my background. I've um, been in the church my entire life, um, but honestly did not start to even try to seek to understand um where my walk was going until probably about two years ago uh, when I actually switched to Life Church with Ross because um, of COVID and COVID shut my church down for a little while. And basically, it, I started just to really realize the where I actually want to go with my life. A lot of, a lot of my life, I was um, wanting to just say, yeah, not yet. Let's not get into that yet. Uh, but basically, yeah, Life Church has really changed me and uh, really getting back on my path of just, or getting onto my path of finding a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. You, you kept saying like, not yet, not yet. And I think that kind of stems into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is pride. Um, could have done it out of pride potentially. Um, but just to get started, a brief explanation or description of what pride is by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary it's an excessive view of oneself without regard for others. Um, and I, I brought Quentin on because he is an Enneagram 1, Wing 2. And at, in the last two episodes, I've obviously you guys know I'm an 8, Wing 7, and I grow to a 2. Uh, but Quentin is a lot closer in this 2 category, which is what correlates most with pride, the uh, Enneagram 2 does. Um, and I just wanted to first, we obviously just talk about kind of like our personal struggles and experience, um, with pride that we've seen in our lives. And maybe even we didn't see it in the moment, but now that we are at where we are now, uh, in our walks with the Lord and just grown and matured so much more over the years, um, how we see it and how it's played an effect and a role in our lives. Yeah. And I'll, I'll start this off. Um, pride's definitely an issue. And I think it's 
in everyone, but obviously there's more evident in some people than others. And definitely in a, in a one, I feel like with, um, one of the biggest things about a one is they, they are trying to be perfect. And I feel like that really goes into pride well, because you, you, you think you are doing everything perfect, or if you're not, you know, you're not doing something perfect, but you try to do everything perfectly. And when, when something that comes up, that is not, it is against the perfection that you think you're doing. Um, you get a sense of pride. You think like, Oh no, I'm right. Like, yeah, I, I'm right about this. Like I, I'm not going back and forth. You know, this is right. I think that, I mean that that's almost cause I'm an eight and, and it's not that we have to be right per se, but we absolutely do not like being wrong. Mm. So even when, we are wrong. It's, we become very prideful over like, you know, our choice, our decision, whatever. Um, but also our accomplishments. Like we find a, I think it's easy to, for anybody, um, regardless of Enneagram, I think it's very easy for us to find pride in the things that we've accomplished or the things that we are currently doing. Um, when in reality we couldn't do it all. Uh, we couldn't, have any of it we wouldn't have any of it and we couldn't do any of it without god and he deserves all the glory right and we lose that in here i mean i know struggles from mine is i went on my own path uh from my family um i was the black sheep of my family so it was it was always like i had to do it my own way like I just didn't want to follow any footsteps of anybody else and I wanted to make my own path and make an, own my own name for myself instead of living in the shadows of my siblings um, and my family name and everything else. So I think from the very beginning, from early on, I became very like prideful. Like anytime, you know, wh- anytime I won an award or which wasn't very often, but anytime I won like an award or, or like, um, a trophy for sports or, you know, whatever it was, I festered in that pride. I was like, I did that. Like that was all me. And you guys didn't help me. I did it on my own. You know, I'm, I can do this without you guys, yada, 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 which isn't true at all. Uh, especially in reference uh, to God, like, and I think oftentimes it's so easy for us to slip back and fall, um, because we try to do it on our own because we think we know best. It's that control aspect that I personally have struggled with in the past and still like learning through and, and growing in, but, but the control, like I love, or I used to always have to have control. Mm-hmm. And there are still times where like I struggle and like, all right, I, but I'm, it's conscious struggle where I'm like, all right, I know that I don't have to be in control of the situation um, let somebody else be in control. Like I don't always know best. And especially like in spiritual, like battle and stuff, it's like, I, I can't do that. Right. Uh, it's definitely only God that can get me through this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that, those are some of my personal, uh, struggles and experience, but I'd say, um, if we want to look at scripture specifically in this, in this battle of pride, uh, and, if you really want to read scripture uh, that discusses pride uh, a lot and how to combat it and such there, uh, I would, I'd suggest reading Proverbs. There's so much there that is already written and laid out before us that 
I was, I was kind of reading through it and I was like, man, there's so much here. I was like, I'm not going to go through every single one of these. Yeah. There's so much knowledge there. There, I mean, scriptures as a whole. Yeah. It's like, if we take the time to really study it, digest it, ingest it, whatever, I mean, we can grow in our knowledge like tenfold within just, if you want to say just a year, like you can grow exponentially just by reading scripture. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's so much knowledge and wisdom in all the books in regards to any situation in life. You will find it in yeah. the Bible. And in that, we got to make sure to watch ourselves and not get prideful that we know more scripture than other people, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. Um, and I, but it, That's an easy path to go down oh, to. Oh, 100%. But I also think that we make a lot of assumptions. Like, we assume that because of, you know, their influence or you know, what they do in their daily lives that they know more. And then when we do that on the flip side of pride is we compare, which mm-hmm. is the thief of joy. And it, you know, it degrades us unintentionally degrades us in our minds of like, Oh, we're not doing enough. You know, not doing enough. Uh, it speaks. Yeah. Speaks a lot. Which is, it, it speaks volumes to me yeah. and I'm the one that said it. <laughs> uh, but that's just, yeah, that's the opposite side of pride. But uh, starting off in First uh, John two sixteen, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions, is not far from the Father, but it is from the world. It is not from the Father, but it is from the world. Mm-hmm. It's like all that we have is all that's in this world is in this world it's 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 temporary right it's not permanent what's permanent is what's eternal what's eternal is our soul our spirit where is it going if, if we know the lord and we love him with all our heart everything will fall into place mm-hmm. it's not about truly love him truly yeah love truly him. and abundantly yeah. love him everything will fall into place and, and it'll turn from from a duty and it'll turn into a delight to do things. It's not a, we have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do this to achieve this. Mm-hmm. It's, we just fall in love with God and who he is. Yeah. If you just, just do something like that, where honestly, to me, it's not super simple, but it's something that if you could just love God, um, everything in that, everything in the Bible will just lay itself onto you. And all those things right. that are so hard to do in your mind that are, duties or burdens or whatever will just you know i i love god so much that i, I want to do this, this right stuff i want to do and and that's like that's like saying with these seven, seven deadly sins that we're going through i mean pride specifically like if we really love god and learn to love him for who he is and understand who he really is i mean these seven deadly sins are gonna play like they're gonna be no problem for us mm-hmm. because it's just gonna we're just gonna be walking with him so so in unison it's just it's just crazy and it's so simple truly i think it's we look at like big picture and we scare ourselves off at times like oh shoot i gotta do all this to achieve that well yeah we look at other people right go back to comparison. yeah it's freaking wicked but yeah um it's it's all this world the things of this world are just that they're of this world they're not going to come along with us um and we're not going to take our treasures 
with us when we join our Father in Heaven. So why do we place so much pride in it? Mm-hmm. You know, where do we find, where where are we placing our pride? Where, where, where are some situations right now that in your life you would say, I think I, pre- I, I think I place more pride or any pride in this area of my life? It's hmm. a good question. Um, areas where I really place my pride. Honestly, it's, I think it's, I don't know if I have a specific spot, but I know that it's something that's just always there in my thoughts. And it just comes out, um, it just comes out in my head and I can hold back oftentimes and not show my pride. Yeah. But my thoughts are completely prideful, (laughs) completely prideful. I'm not sure a specific spot that is super evident. I'm sure there is, but. I mean, I think mine's just in my decisions. Hmm. Like, and that goes back to that control thing that I'm still, you know, growing in and growing out of or trying to it's like I make a decision and I think it's the absolute best and it's the only right way Mm -hmm. and then somebody comes in and their way could be better uh but I won't admit it yeah oftentimes because I'm prideful I'm like no like you don't want to run like yeah like or or I mean lately in the last year I started a business obviously um most people know that who listen if you don't know that uh inspire outdoor living hit us up online but uh i started a business and in that i really had to pray through it of like not becoming prideful over it because we like there were ups and downs obviously in the year just as any beginning of any business um but i I had to really pray through like we, there was a lot of success in the first year that I wasn't anticipating. We hit our goals plus some, and I was like really excited at times. And I was like, oh, like I'm feeling, you know, there's some pride here. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't have done this without God and his anointing and his blessing. I couldn't have done this um, without friends and family that were following and supporting um, and just there to, to help me along the way with any questions I may have and it wasn't done all alone and I think with pride when we think of pride we look at whatever the situation is as if we are we did it ourselves or we are on our own uh, and now thinking about it work is exactly where that comes from for me um, I have in the past two years I work at Chick-fil-a like I said before and uh, I've been there for a little over two years, and I I have succeeded a lot there. I have a lot of awesome achievements there, and honestly, there's so many of those achievements where I'm just like, oh, I just did that, you know. And someone can, comes and congratulates me, and I'm like, yeah, I did that. Thank you. And, and it's like none of this would have been possible because God's the one that gave you the gifts you have. Uh, something that a leader told me there was, he, oh man, I just went blank. Um, who's Danny? Um, I love Danny. Danny's. If you guys ever go to Chick Fil A, I sixty nine in Saxony, uh, Hamilton Town Center there, and uh, if you go during lunch or whatever, more times than not, you'll see Danny, old Danny Curry or DC as I call him, uh, out there at the window, really just, really just taking charge, 
He's just very outgoing. But he's a great, he, used to, he, he was a pastor for a long time. Um, now he's at Chick-fil-A doing ministry, basically, to every person he has interaction with. And he is so v- very, very wise, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to leadership and, and just development of people. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and you, you'll probably be having him on here soon. Oh, yeah. He'll be um, on. And what he told me was, when he was a pastor, when someone would come up and say, that message was fantastic, he would say outwardly, oh, I'll glory to God. I'll glory to God. And that freaks out some people. It like, does. Yeah. Like, you know, and, but what he started to do is saying, okay, I'm going to say like in my, to myself, like he's going to say, thank you to this person. That was, you know, this message was great. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. But he would tell himself like, I'll glory to God. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is a good reminder to whenever someone, I, I know in the, uh, recently when someone tells me I'm doing a great job, I'm like, Hey, thank you. And I, I make sure to tell myself, like, Hey, this couldn't have been anywhere possible without Christ. And I forget it a lot and I yeah. still continue to, you know, well, fall it, into that pride. It's good to, could, it's, it's not bad to outwardly say, you know, all glory to God, but, um, you know, just let him say, like, just tell him thank you. And that's one thing I did. I was like, I was trying to just say all glory to God. And I was like, like I could just tell him thank you. Mm-hmm. But like, you can do anything externally. You can say anything. Anything can come out of your mouth. But what, where's your heart in this matter? Yeah, exactly. Because you could say all glory to God, but if you're internally, you're like, oh, that felt so good, man. I, I rocked that. It was mm-hmm. it was incredible. Yeah, God gave you those gifts. He gave you the ability to do that. You know, it is all for his glory. So make sure your heart's in the right place, whether you say externally or internally, most importantly, internally, checking our hearts from mm-hmm. time to time. Yeah, it's so easy to tell yourself, you know, but if you don't truly deeply mean it, yeah. it doesn't mean much. <laughs> yeah, so... Continuing on into Proverbs, uh, where a lot of uh, verses on pride come from, but Proverbs 27, 2 um, says, Let another praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. I, from this verse, I think, you know, it, it's so simple uh, to not give praises for yourself, but allow others. And this is true, uh, but it's also a very slippery slope, kind of like what we were literally just talking about. Uh, about others giving us praises because uh, it's, it's easy to let others congratulate us and give us praises and it, it does feel good and those praises and that feeling isn't necessarily wrong by any means but it's how we digest those praises mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very achievement based um, and so what I fall under sometimes at work specifically but even in my my home life is if I'm not achieving something then I'm not getting those praises and so I feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm really eating off that tree of uh, good and evil. Tree of knowledge, good and evil. Tree yeah. of knowledge of good and evil. And it's just such an easy trap to fall under. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I mean, it, it's, it's safe and true to get to a place where we can give all glory to God in every situation and in those moments specifically, um, because all to him we owe, right? There's that song where it's like, I don't know. It says it like time and time again, mm-hmm. all to him. I owe all to him. I owe. And it's just like, you can sing that. You can say it. Um, but it goes right into literally what we're just saying that Proverbs 27, you know, it's let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. And that's not just externally saying it, but it's internal checking our hearts and making sure that in these matters, 
where we are aware, where we can rest our pride in, which is for me, like my business, for you, it's your work. It's continuously, and what I've done uh, to combat it in this matter, especially for like the businesses, like I pray like, Lord, this is yours. It's all yours. And I couldn't do this without you. I wouldn't have it without you. It belongs to you. I thank you for allowing me uh, the opportunity to be the steward of this, you know, specific thing, Steward, whatever it may be. Steward. Stewardship. Um, it's biblical. And I think that through that, like, constant prayer, it's, it's not only a, devo- a, 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 a idea of obedience or devotion to God, but it's a reminder to ourselves day after day, hey, this isn't mine. Mm-hmm. This isn't me. This is, this is God. Like you and your situations, you've accomplished so much in your time at Chick Fil A. I've witnessed it from the beginning to well, you're still there. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, outside looking in, I think you do a a pretty good job of not becoming prideful. But at the same time, it's what's inside. Exactly. The actions I've, I've begun to learn is the actions don't matter nearly as much of what's as actions are important because I mean kind of what people see you know but yeah. um, it's really what's inside and your your thoughts well you had a you had an idea uh, an analogy didn't you about actions and emotions and thoughts mm, the iceberg oh yes the iceberg iceberg I'll try to sum that up really quickly so the iceberg is basically the tip of the iceberg as we know from the Titanic um, people can see that but really what's underneath the water is what uh, is much larger, the larger piece of it. And the actions, uh, basically, we're 100% responsible for our actions. Um, and that's what people see. It's the above. What's it's above the, water is what our actions, what everybody sees. Exactly. And what's at the base of the, the water and where the water goes up over the iceberg and under the iceberg and is where our emotions lie down. Where it's splashing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can see our emotions. Other people can see our emotions. Sometimes they can't. Sometimes people can hide our emotions pretty well. But again, we're 100% responsible for our emotions as well and a lot of people don't like that because we say oh he made me mad yeah oh, he made me do that no you 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 did it he couldn't make you do anything and that's a really hard concept because theirs was an action grasp. your and this is a reaction mm-hmm. yeah and so what falls under that base level of the water and this is the majority of this iceberg is our thoughts um our thoughts of is is what really encompasses who we are and, um, and what's under that is our morals and beliefs, where our base level is, what, what we fall under, our morals and beliefs. A lot of times as Christians, we, we see actions and we're like, okay, let's fix our actions and then our emotions and thoughts will change. But in reality, if we just switch that around and say, let's change our thoughts, I think it's in Romans it says, make our thoughts obedient to Christ. Um, and that just, it, I've, when I've read that in my past, I never thought about that. How do you make your thoughts obedient to Christ? And I think that just goes into just making sure you you understand like the love of Christ and the relationship with Christ is so important because mm-hmm. then you 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 will want your uh, thoughts to make be obedient to Christ. And so if we can really get our thoughts obedient to Christ, our emotions and actions will follow suit. Right, and I think along with that is making our our thoughts obedient to Christ is also along in Scripture. Uh, it says to take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. Um, so when these prideful thoughts come on, 
take it captive, knowing this is not from Christ. This is not of Christ. Mm-hmm. Lord, I take this. I take this thought captive. I lay it down at the cross. I give it. I, I, I rest it upon you. Um, because the thing is, the death on the cross covered not just some sins. Mm-hmm. It covered all sins. Past, present, future. All sins. And I think at times we forget about that. We're like, crap, I just messed up again. You know, I, I, I became prideful in this situation. Dang it, Lord, I, 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 I failed you. But here's the thing. Even in our moments of pride, Lord, God still sees us as holy because we are made in his image, right? Mm-hmm. So even in the midst of our sin, we are holy in his eyes we are holy to him we are holy in his image now the sin no but we as individuals of who we are made in the image of we are holy in all of those situations yeah he loves he loves us just doesn't love the sin that we're in the midst of it all right yeah, yeah. and then uh, last verse that i that i had for you um is proverbs 11 2 when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. And and I, I say that because humility cures pride by removing one's ego and boastfulness. Therefore, allowing the attitude of service. And I and I and I wrap everything up with that as being the last thing, not that I'm wrapping up right now, but because if we're prideful and we don't have humility, meaning the ego is first, our self ego is first self-righteousness. We don't have the proper heart. We don't have, we're not in the right heart space, the right head space, whatever it is to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he was most holy, he washed the feet. We're called to serve others, but we're not going to be able to fully, lovingly, genuinely, authentically be real in our serve and our serving as servants to others and of Christ without humility. Yeah, and emphasis on the real part. Be real. Uh, it's so easy to put an image up as a, oh, I'm a Christian. I, I know I should do this, this, and this, but be real with people. Because we all struggle. Mm-hmm. We do. I, I, These seven deadly sins that we're going over right now, it's it's not that. And, and every single one, almost every single one, I will relate to at one time in my life or another. I've been there or I still struggle. Mm-hmm. There are still times where I recognize, oh, that's prideful. But then we take those thoughts captive. We make those thoughts obedient to Christ. Our thoughts be obedient to Christ. And in that, there's freedom. It's the love of Christ in all of that situ- all of all of these situations. Exactly. So what do you what do you think about the right what's the what's the the best 
heart posture that we can be to serve? The best right posture to serve. Um, honestly, this is a fantastic question because it's, it always comes down to, okay, we, we know what we're supposed to do. Now, how do we do it? The how is so important. Like, how are we going to do it? We know the what, what's the how? And I'm going to keep coming back to this because I think it's what truly matters. It's the relationship. If we can maintain that loving relationship, that will follow. How does that actually look? What do you think? Yeah. No, I mean, the relationship, here's the thing. Uh, It's so easy to get tied up in the rules and the law. The religion. The religion of it all. And when we're focused on the religion, we are more times than not in a, in a genuine, real, authentic relationship with Christ. I mean, if you think about it, the Pharisees are who killed Christ. They're the religion at that time. Right. And religion still to this day kills the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't care what part of what church you're in i don't care what denomination i don't care what theology you have none of that matters your church your denomination your theology truly does not matter yeah i think you can i bet a lot of people can have numerous amount of can can figure out a lot of people that has stopped going to church or stopped the relationship with christ because of their church or because of religion Yes. Religion kills Christ. Religion killed Christ. Mm -hmm. Religion literally killed Jesus. That's, I mean, is. So why do we think that religion is going to save others? It it only pushes them out, just like you said. You know, there's a statistic that ages 18 to 23, so young adults in college, are the highest or sorry, the second highest group of people who leave the church, not just leave a church, but leave the church, capital C Mm -hmm. church, leave Christ. And if you spread that out to 29 years old, that is 18 to 29, that is statistically percentage wise, the largest uh, age group, which is still young adults. Mm Mm-hmm. Because on one side, you have the law that is so, you know, all these people who are hell bent on the law and strict. And then on the other side of it, you have these young, this Gen Z or whatever generation who now is focused on relationship, but not relationship with Christ. It's relationship with self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Relationship with the world. With the world. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And then they become influences and then, and then pride sets in and then yeah. they're above all else and nobody else matters. And then it's, it's a lot harder to get to that. Yes. So, into that. so yeah, pride. That's some real stuff. It's, it's real issue. What, what is a, before we get out of here, what's a piece of advice for one person who is listening, um, on how to combat pride? Well, I want to first start off and say a lot of people are in with you. A lot of people are dealing with this too. Uh, You've heard Ross and I talk about how we both have issues with pride and 
we're still both trying to figure it out ourselves and um, how to, you know, make the, our thoughts obedient to Christ. But form that relationship, that loving, in love relationship. Stop focusing on religion. Yeah. Stop focusing on the things you have to do to get close to Christ because that's that's not that's not the idea. Um, just focus on Christ and and love Him, and I think I think we'll we'll start to find our answers there. Yeah, that's that's good. Thanks for that, Q. Thanks for being on, brother. Pleasure. I'm glad you could join us, um, and hopefully for more in the future. Yeah. Um, and for anybody listening, if you feel like you got a word to share or say, um, and you may want to join, I got some people in the, in the in the queue here, um, but I would love to to talk about it and and I have you on here with me. Uh, just to share the word that you think the Lord is bringing on your heart um, and really dissect it together for all those who hear. Um, but we love you guys. Uh, as you go out today, into this week, into the day, into the month, whatever it may be, let's try to focus on, and I want to encourage you to focus on the relationship with Christ, falling in love with Christ first, and the pride and every other seven deadly sins, which is not limited to only seven sins, but mm-hmm. seven deadly sins, uh, all sins, uh, we will choose and begin to do things out of delight instead of duty. And that is my hope for each and every one of you who are listening today. As always, let's close out in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for um, Quinson. Thank you for uh, his wisdom that he brings, his experience in life. Uh, even at, at a young age, Lord, uh, thank you for having a hand over him and on him and all that he does, Lord. I just pray for every individual who's listening today, uh, those who felt really spoken to today, Lord, uh, may they recognize, Lord, that it's not our voices. It's It may be our voices, Lord, that they're hearing, but it is not our, it is not, it's not our words. It is your words. And I pray for that today, Lord, that you are able to uh, speak directly to them and uh, may they just feel your power and your love and all that we do. In your name, amen.